but antagonist, protagonist and antagonist, what do you say? Because you don't have an antagonist yet. And that's what we're working on, your novel. Alright. Your soon-to-be best-selling novel okay. called Corky Goes to Corky. Middle School. <laughs> Corky gets laid. The work, the working thing is the list. The list. The working title, yeah. Ain't gonna, we're gonna change that. Yeah. That ain't gonna work. That sounds like a hitman's deal. A couple of people have asked me, "What's the name? What's the name?" Like I don't know. Yeah, it'll come to you. Yeah, that's right. It always does. Usually, does. sometimes it does. We'll Once call it a feast of snakes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, copy titles aren't copyrighted. Copyrightable. So, wait. Let me just ask. Let me ask you. Can I start sure. with a question? Absolutely. In regards to protagonist and antagonist. Absolutely. So, what's the relationship between the story problem and the antagonist? Is that your question to me, or that's is my, that question my question to you? To the, there's like the story problem. You have the story problem. What's right. the story problem? That's what the the. No. What is his story problem? Um, yeah, that's kind of important to know. Is uh, he's he was publicly shamed, and okay, that's what of, happened. That's the insight. But what problem did that create for him? He didn't confront. No, it's not what he didn't do. It's what problem does that create for him? It uh, creates a problem, a bona fide problem. I don't know. He didn't confront. He didn't confront. He ran away from it. Well, that's what. That's his reaction right. to the inciting incident. Right. That because you have to have a reaction. After that, it has to be actions, proactions on his behalf to resolve the problem. But what is the problem that caused him? Don't overthink it. He was embarrassed in public. Yeah. In front of family, friends, and yeah. the girl he loves. He's humiliated. Yeah. Okay. In public. That's his problem. How's he now? What's he got to do? He's got to overcome that somehow, right? Right. Okay. Now, the protagonist or the he's the protagonist because simply because. Wait, hang on. What overcoming humiliation? How is how is what what is the solution to that? That's what you get. The writer has to figure out oh. for him. He's doing it little by little. You just have him jumping ahead way too quick. You have him punching people out and breaking bad immediately almost. So his problem's over. Now he can assert himself. He shouldn't be able to do that this quickly at but all. That no, well, that fight, it's like... No, it's just like the, the one I remarked on Annette in last week's thing. Uh -huh. Where he's, he's breaking bad. I forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the mall. It's too quick. In the mall, he gets angry. Yeah. And I, yeah, I take that. If he had that. that attitude the day before, he wouldn't have a problem. But right. he didn't. But that's too soon because that resolves his problem right there. He can't be able to do all that that quickly is what I'm saying. Right. For books purposes. Does well, in the sense? first fight at the pipeline, he's he's a little taken aback. Yeah, by but that was own. an accident, wasn't it? Basically. Well, he, yeah, he was basically jumped and then... Yeah. It, it was, was. It wasn't even. It was like a trigger in his reaction, head. Yeah. It was a reaction. It wasn't like yeah. he, he. It was, and it was a surprise to him. Right. Yeah. So that's not resolving it. 
that right. could lead to resolving it, but it's it's way too soon to be. And then the Cubo thing, he's not. I I say I changed that to instead of getting angry, he just like backs off. He can get angry, but he just can't act on it yet. It's not time for him to act on it right. yet. Because if he can act on it this quickly, he didn't have much of a problem, did he? Right. The problem's got to last 350 pages. Make your mind up to that. It's it's symptomatic of a larger problem, but he doesn't know that yet. You should know it, but he can't know that until he goes through the whole struggle. Well, it's like it's it's hinted at in the cla- in the opening scene where instead of like saying anything about the waterbed salesman, he goes and buries his head in a book. Right. And then in the audience, he does a similar thing, only worse. Right. right. So you can't, you see what I'm saying? You can't have him come out of that state a day later. Right. Where he's done with his fist and he's going to fight this guy because he's pissed now. Right. Because he's a regular guy since he does that. That's what he's trying to be, a regular guy. Right. What he thinks is a regular guy. Right. It's got to take 350 pages to get him to that point, little by little. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so... You're you're ending the story before you even start it. Right, right. So the... What's so okay? That's that's the story problem. Is that he's he's been shamed, and the way he dealt with it was by burying it, basically, right. and not confronting it. That's the way he's probably done all his life. Right. Okay. Good. Then it's a good problem, but you can't have him resolve it like you have now. That quickly. Well, yeah, it's not resolved. It is if he if you let him do that in the book. Well, okay. Yeah, but he's he keeps getting hammered. Fine, you should be. You should get right. hammered and hammered over and over and right. over and I over. I mean, and in over. the mall, it's like it's you not gotta, just the cue ball thing. It's it's other things happen in the mall too. The security guard tested the molester. The and I, I, that's another problem, I think. So why what? are they even checking him? He hadn't done anything. Well, he's hanging out in front of the the head shop. So are all of them. Yeah, but they sat. They were sitting there. They were suckers. That's that's not even realistic, man. What? That security guard? Yeah. Wait, that whole scene was bogus. That mall cops? Yes. In I'm not ni- saying it doesn't happen. In 1978? Yeah. They're they're just fucking with them. Yeah, I understand that. Because they're like straight-laced. Like probably not even like 20... So is he. Right. So straight-laced are going to pick on straight-laced, wouldn't they? Because they don't know some? that. They just He's like in a new environment. I know, but I would think they could look at this guy the way you portrayed him and see that he's straight-laced. So he's easier to fuck with. Okay. We're getting off the track, I think. Okay. But you've got him breaking bad, and he can't be breaking bad at this point. Right. He just can't. Because if he do, then that shows... It took him a day to get to that point. It should take him 350 fucking pages to get to that point. Right. Okay. You just got him there to way too quick, but you got to have an antagonist there. Okay, so his, what's his goal? To assert himself and have self confidence, basically, right? right? Okay, you've got to have somebody that that his goals conflict with Corky's goals. And to me, it made logical sense that I I forget all the names. Uh, who's the girl, Ronnie? Yeah, is it her boyfriend cue ball? Or? Right. Okay, it makes sense that he could be the guy. It's like the Atlas plot. Right, you mentioned it. 
cue ball kicks in in the guy's face, so he goes home for three months, lifts weights, takes judo and all that shit. You got to go through the three months of this guy before he can be able to double his fist up at somebody. You see, you got him doubling up too quick. But you got to have somebody like the guy kick sand in his face in your book, in your story. You, he can have a lot of people fucking with him. That's fine. But you have to have one central person that his main goal in life is to, is, will thwart Corky's. And I think Q-Ball is perfect for that. He's a classic bully. So Q-Ball would be like, because of whatever... Q-Ball would be the guy who kicks sand on him at the beach. And Q-Ball would be the reason he'd go and lift weights, you know, uh, metaphorically. Lift weights and learn karate and all this bullshit. But so Q-Ball would reappear... He'd have to reappear constantly. And and, and I would have Ronnie be his, his, his helper. She thinks it's funny, so she's going to keep getting quirky in situations where they can embarrass him and humble him. Right. That's, that should be a re- If you decide he's going to be your protagonist, you got to have that happen a lot. He's got to be a thorn in his side. I was thinking a lot about the... See, that's one suggestion. That's just the one that, that looks logical. Right now, yeah. Yeah. I mean, originally... But it you was better like... get him in there quick, pretty quick. You better what? Get the the antagonist in there pretty quickly. We need to see a battle develop, ongoing battle develop between him and somebody that that wants his goal is the opposite of Corky's. Yeah, I mean he hangs out at the pipeline too, and he could be. That's just circumstance. That's see, you're getting off tangent. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be. No, I don't understand. Okay, well, see, you've got a classic good and evil, but don't think of it in those terms because we're going to get into that. The good guy, bad guy right. kind of a deal. And it's more, you can have that, but you shouldn't be looking it's at it. It's more like a force and an opposing force. Or a blocking force. It's not just opposing, it's blocking. Yeah, but it's, he just has to have a goal that cork, that conflicts directly with Corky's goal. Okay. That's what he has to have. Now maybe his goal is he's he's uh, unsure of himself in a different way, so he overcompensates yeah, he's by not, being a bully. He's not a like you you point you you characterized him early when I first mentioned him. I think when I first mentioned this character of a biker guy, but he's not really a biker guy. Yeah, but you got to bring that out very slowly. Right. Very, and I mean slowly, man. You got three hundred. Would you call him a pages. gopher, right? Huh? Would you call him a gopher? Oh, the Corky? No, the cue ball. The biker guy that's not really a biker guy. You have like a name for it. Like gopher. He's a gopher. Or he's not. He's not really part of the gang, but he's kind of like a. He. He's like. Oh, a probably. Wannabe. Yeah, I don't remember saying it, but yeah. that's okay. Something like that. But okay, let's get to the let's get to protagonist and the antagonist. Okay. So if he. But, so he looks at Corky as like a way for him to like whatever yeah, make his macho. Yeah. To continue the myth he's he's got himself and in, he's convinced others. In that circle. Most others. In that circle because he's a, Yeah, he's but that's old. all that counts. Right. That circle. He's older, he's like whatever, maybe 18, 19. See, I can I right now just talking I can visualize an ending where he's pretended all his time and he's he's using Corky's Weakness to build himself in the eyes of others. Right. Okay. In the end, maybe he gets challenged by somebody else, and Corky comes to his rescue. That would be a great ending. Oh, yeah, that'd be funny. See, 
Right. That'd be that'd be emotional. Right. Yeah. It is and that's emotional. what you want. Yeah. Okay. That's just something. Just file away. But and that's even more powerful. For, that makes him more powerful. Cor absolutely. In the end. But see, let's let's get into the definitions of protagonist and antagonist. Okay. Hang on. It's hopefully that'll help. Let me write that down. Okay. What would your definition of a protagonist be? And try to be wrong. <laughs> and that, that wouldn't necessarily mean Q-Ball becomes his best friend. Q-Ball no. might stay an asshole, but other people will notice what he's done. And, and the reader will notice what he's done, know what he's done. Okay. Anyway, what's your definition of a protagonist? Protagonist is the character that drives the story. That the, that his actions, kind of, uh, maybe a little better definition would be the protagonist is simply the person who the reader views the story through his viewpoint. That's it. Okay. There's no morality to protagonist or antagonist. That's why I refuse to allow terms like hero, villain, any of that shit because it's not writing. Right. That's fairy tale bullshit. It's like Samuel Goldwyn told the writer brought him a, a, a screenplay, and it was a morality thing. Uh -huh. And he says, "I don't want a morality thing." He says, "If if I want to send a message, I'll use Western Union. They're really good. I just want a fucking story." Uh -huh. And that's all that a protagonist does. You see the story through his viewpoint. That's it. Okay. You tell the story through his viewpoint. That's it. That's the only definition. He's not good, bad, evil, no, whatever. None of that. Do not put morality in your characters, in your definitions. What's the What's the negative? What's Why is that a negative to have a like a good character? Because you end up writing stereotype cartoon characters. You got Snidely Whiplash versus Dudley Do Right, uh -huh. and that's that's all you got. You you got nothing. The important thing is the antagonist. The antagonist is not a bad guy or a villain. He can be, but that's not his definition. You can't approach him, any of these characters like that. The antagonist is simply the individual whose goals directly conflict with that of the uh, the protagonist. That's so I it. Could, so I could think of Cuball. He's not really a bad guy. It's just he doesn't have to be a bad guy at all. It's just or he his, could be. His, matter, but that doesn't enter into the definition. His of relationship with Corky is. What an antagonist is. Right. People will view it as good and bad. Although, not always. Um, my, have you read The Bitch, my book? No. It's about an ex-con. All he does is break laws and hurt people. Okay. But he's the protagonist. Right. We see this. I've had so many people marry. She, she says, I hated this guy, but I couldn't quit reading about him. Uh -huh. That's what you want. That's like in, in uh, Piece of Snakes. Yes. With Lonnie. Money. Yes. The guy freaking beats his wife. Yes. And when see, I, I always and... distrust people that come from the Hollywood, from screenwriting, because uh -huh. they're into heroes and villains and all this bullshit and right. all their bullshit movies. Those are bullshit movies. Right. Those are Captain Marvel movies. Right. They're horseshit. Right. It's a horseshit way to think about writing. Right. It totally is. Should be no morality involved in the definitions of either protagonist or antagonist. Uh, by the way, the antagonist is is the key to your story. It's a, it's got to be the most interesting character. It's definitely got to well, be the strongest. character. I'm thinking of Cuba in a very interesting way now because yeah. it, it, making him not. See, you take a, away that morality bullshit. You got a story now. If I make him not really a bad guy, yeah, but you can't show that right. We got to show him as a bad guy uh, right away. 
Right. Okay, but gradually you, you can start revealing by his actions, not what he's thinking or anything right. or saying, right. by his actions. Right. Well, it's funny because we were talking about Goodfellas and the Mafia and all that stuff before. When I um, when I was I was doing, and that's the protagonist. That's bad guy, right? Yeah, we like bad guys. Right, bad guys are the interesting ones. Right, Henry how are you going to tell uh, Jesse James story? Who are you going to have to tell the sheriff that shoots him? That's a bullshit story. Nobody's going to look at that. You want to tell from Jesse James' point of view, right? Right. And he's a bad guy. He robs people, kills people. Right. you got to get out of it. That's, that's a curse of being from a screenwriting thing, I think, because you've got all these seminars with Key and all these, and they're always talking about heroes and villains. Bullshit. The right. hero's journey. It's stupid. Well, I'm, I'm actually, sorry. It's stupid. The way Corky's behaving, it's not really good. He's not a, being a good boy. He's, it has he, nothing to do with morality. He's drifting into these areas where it's like... So what? Criminal. Yeah, so what? It doesn't matter. It's just what's going on. doesn't matter. Um, it's... If, I if, mean, he killed the guy. If you start thinking in terms oh, of good guys and bad guys, you create you got cartoon characters. That's right. all you have. They right. have. They're good. They're, you know, Snidely Glorified's tie and tie nail to the railroad tracks. Right. It's bullshit. They're cartoons. That's not a story. That's that's a Hollywood movie. That's a B movie. So, just to, just to kind of it, to set in my mind the uh, relationship between story problem. So, the story problem is the problem that the protagonist is dealing with. Yeah, right? it's it's got to be the center of his entire life at that point. Once right. It, he can't forget it for five minutes, five seconds. And the everything he does has to be tied to the end of resolving that problem. The antagonist is not just getting in the way of the story problem. He's his goal is the opposite of his. It conflicts with his goal. Right. And so that's why he's in the way. Right. It's not that he's necessarily after him, although after a while he will be, but because it serves his purpose. Right. But no, it. See, that's why I don't like the terms hero and villain. That's Dudley Do-Right and Snidely Whiplash. That's right. all it is. That's bullshit. Cartoon right. character. Right. They're not real. They're right. cardboard. Right. Um, that's why I don't like the terms anti-hero. No right. such thing. It's the protagonist that's a bad guy. So what? See, they keep putting morality in this shit. There's no morality involved in either character. There can be, but that doesn't enter into their de definition of who they are. Does that make sense? It's like I hear this this term, main character. Uh -huh. Your fucking main character is your antagonist and your protagonist. That's it. Uh -huh. Why why say main character? I it just drives me nuts. The information that's going out to people it's so fucking fucked up. It's really fucked up. And it's why the average first can't write a fucking book. They don't understand a book. They don't understand what a story is. It's so much bullshit out there. Right. Good and bad, who fucking cares? Tell a fucking story. Tell it from one point of view. Yeah, well, the best, the best, mon the scariest monsters are people that are about people that are... Who's Hannibal Lecter? He's the antagonist, right? And right. He, he gets brought up a lot, that book, doesn't it? Yeah. You know why? Why? It's fucking good. <laughs> He's not making a, mora a morality thing. He's got... A good person is the protagonist who's not interested. I, I don't even like the player in the part. I, she, I can't even picture her. 
Uh-huh. I could picture him instantly. Right. He's stronger than her, way stronger. Right. And that's the other thing. The antagonist has to be stronger than the protagonist. In almost in every way possible. Thelma and Louise is a, is a great story. Wait, what was that? Huh? The antagonist has to be stronger than the... Than the protagonist in every possible way. There's no story if, if the, the, the protagonist is as strong or stronger than the antagonist, is there? There's no struggle. Right. It's got to be a struggle. And it's got to be against great, great odds. Thelma and Louise, the protagonist is, is Thelma. And I know you know this because I've told you, but when I show that movie to people, I won't tell them who the antagonist is. And at the end, I'll ask them, you know what everybody says? Oh, the guy, uh, the guy Thelma shot and killed, or Louise shot and killed. It's not the antagonist. Uh-huh. The antagonist is Hal, the cop, the best guy in there. Uh-huh. The most moral guy in there. Uh-huh. Because what's Thelma's goal? To achieve her freedom. Right. What's Hal's goal? What? Put her in jail. It's exactly the opposite. And he's not a bad guy. He's oh, a good take guy. away her freedom. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's that's such a great example. There are villainous characters in there. There's every other guy she sees or meets or has anything to do with this is a villain. That's not what a villain. They're all bad guys, except Thomas uh, or yeah, Louise's boyfriend and Hal. They're the only good guy. And Hal's the very best guy in the entire movie. But he's his goal is the opposite. His goal conflicts directly with Thomas because he's trying. He's trying for a good in his mind a good reason to protect her. That right. doesn't matter. His goal is is opposite hers. Hers is to escape and gain her freedom. His is to catch her and take away her freedom. Right. I was thinking a lot about like the pacing of where he he appears, and when you think about the movie, you think, oh, he's like mainly in the end, Mm-mm. but he's like really fast in there. In the time, he's got to be. The that's time- why I'm saying that's what's bothering me about yours. You don't have right. him in there. Right. And he's got to be in there probably quicker than he is now. Well, he could. I think I might be able to throw him in. The uh, the first. I mean, I I you can't go any before. later than you have now. You're 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 far. You're not that far into it, but yeah, it it's okay the way it is. If you start building him up right now as a main Thor in his side, he could be just at the pipeline when everything goes down and just laughing at Corky. Could be, but it's okay to bring him in now. It's not too late. Right. It's only a day later. It's only next, a few pages day. into it. Yeah. But I would make Ronnie his cohort and all this. Just keep setting him up. Keeps leading him <laughs> down the, the, the path. Okay? Because she thinks it's funny. She's as bad as he is. Right. Probably worse. Right. But does this start to make sense? Do not think in terms of heroes and villains. Please, I right. beg you, don't. No, I don't. But didn't you as a screenwriter? No, the thing is, I think when I'm... I'm just thinking in terms of... But isn't that what they preach all the time? Good guy, what? bad guy? No, I mean, I don't remember. I mean, UCLA was... 20, a hero's journey, what is that? 25 that years protagonist ago. is a hero. Yeah, that was... It's bullshit. The title's bullshit. Yeah. It just is. Well, it's a way of looking at structure. No, it isn't. It's a wrong way of looking at structure. Structure does not work like that. Fairy tales work like that. But we're not writing fairy tales. We're writing stories. Right. Adult stories. 
not little tales of morale moralities involved. But I think that there's a, it's a, it's a, well, this goes to another question I had about structure. There's like people that lay out, I mean, I got into debates, arguments about this. Uh, they'll, they'll do like note cards and they'll build the story with note cards and then they'll do an outline and then they'll work from the outline. And That's because somebody told them that's the way they did it and they had a success. Right, right. But you can do other ways right. that are faster. I wrote my first screenplay in two days, and it was a good one because it was a semi-finals, and then that proves it's good, I think. Anyway, there was another thing I wanted to bring up, now I'm forgetting it. It's really important. Um, see, plots are limited. There's only six to eight, depending on who you talk to. There's only six to eight plots out mm -hmm. there, period. Every story in the world falls into one of six or eight categories. Okay. That's it. But none of them should fall into good versus bad. It should be a story. And in, and everything is tied to the antagonist. That antagonist should be a fucking... Not only a bully, he should be good at what he does. He should be a good fighter. He should be all this. But maybe he's never come up against anybody bigger than him. Well, it's funny because it's like good versus bad is very shallow. Yes. So it doesn't make it for an interesting story. No, it doesn't. But... That's the way. Look at the uh, the hero's journey. What kind? Of, what does that tell you about the content? It's going to be some knights tilling and windmills or whatever. It's right. going to be a good guy versus bad guys. That's a right away. I wouldn't pay a dime to go to a seminar like that. Just would the title's wrong. The title's fucked. It just is. I don't care if you sold a trillion books. I don't think there's a trillion movies came out of that. Uh -huh. I'd be real surprised if more than three came out of it. I think a lot of people use it as like a shortcut. They think that it's a they But think if it's wrong, how is that shortcut? You're going to have to rewrite the whole thing and get it done. Well, it's like writing a comic book. Well, I wouldn't compare that to anything. But it's simplistic. It's simple. <laughs> well... But that's why people like Spider-Man, because it's not simple. No, they like Spider-Man because they're juveniles in their minds still. No. They're not mature The yet. difference in the comic book world, Spider-Man came along, the, the genius of Stan Lee was that he, was, he wasn't an infallible character. I know, but the genius of him was he kept his 12-year-old mind and wrote for 12-year-olds. Yeah. And people hadn't progressed beyond that. Right in the adult novel, they're... They're a lot harder and they're more fun to read. Right. What are the stories that are memorable to you? I didn't remember if it's movies or a book or what. Just the book, the title. What are the ones you remember that impacted you? Oh, Catch-22. Catch-22. Crime and Punishment. Yeah. From Here to Eternity. Uh, Deliverance. The book, not the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, what you call from Tennessee. He's a great poet. Or he was. He's room temperature now. Huh? James Dickey. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they're the 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 protagonist is uh, what you call it, the uh, guy with the hairpiece. Burt uh, Reynolds. Yeah, Burt Reynolds. And he's that. he's a good guy, but he's not. He's he's pretty much not much different from the, the hillbillies, is he? Right. Almost the same. 
Why do you say that? In what way? Because he loves killing. They love killing. He loves hurting people. They love hurting people. He's a bully. They're a bully. What's the difference between them? He doesn't fuck other guys. That's about it. <laughs> and he can probably read and write. Uh -huh. That's about the only difference between them. Look at their character. Look, really look at their characters. Uh -huh. What's the difference, really? Not much, is there? Yeah, I don't remember. And that's that. why that's why we like it because he does he does some bad mean ass shit. Right. Shoots a guy in the back. Right. That's pretty nasty. Yeah. He's a tough guy. Yeah. We like tough guys. Right. He's just he's tougher, and that's why they made them what three of them at the beginning. They're stronger. They outnumber them. They get, they're better armed and everything. They're stronger. Uh -huh. They're a worthy opponent. Uh-huh. And they get reduced to Burt Reynolds, and that's it. Right. The rest of them are chicken shit and whatever. Right. Accountants. Yeah, he's the hero. Yeah. Or the protagonist. No. <laughs> no, please. Do you, do you see why I'm so against those terms? It's so misleading. You're trying to force this. He's heroic. So? But he's, he's also a, a nasty guy. Yeah, I don't remember that part. <laughs> yeah. The thing I liked about it was the writing. I mean, the there's like a Yeah. There's like a thing when he's climbing up a cliff. He's like desperately climbing up this rock cliff and just the way it's described. See, they're is, throwing obstacles at him everywhere you can turn. Right. That's what you gotta do to Corky. Right. He didn't have enough obstacles. He goes a day walking home worrying about his mom. Shit like that just eats up space for no reason. That's all cut down. Good, I hope. So, cut almost, it out. Almost nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he does go home at night to his, but you know, late. does it make it better? What? The book. What? That you cut that Going way down? Going home to sleep? Yeah. Did, does that make it better that you cut a lot of that down? Mm-hmm. Well, see? Duh. Well, he's not scared of her anymore. That whole scene with the delivery boy shit, paying him 60 bucks up front, none of that flies. It just doesn't work. No criminal in the history of the universe has ever acted like that. Acted like what? That What's his name? Uncle Using Al? Using a 13-year-old kid to... Yeah, but you don't pay him up front? What criminal does that? Oh, that's the only part of it you don't oh, like? Oh, no, there's a lot of it. Why... Okay, his, the purpose of having a delivery boy is to take the heat off you because he assumes he's under surveillance. Well, he doesn't want to walk into the stores. Why? Because his video cameras? Yeah, surveillance. What yeah. did I just say? Yeah. He doesn't want surveillance. He'd rather have a messenger boy go and yeah. bring it back to him. Who the fuck pays, what is Corky, 14, 15? 13. 13. Who pays a 13-year-old 60 bucks up front to walk in the store. Okay, so... I give him five bucks total. Okay. Especially in that day. But besides the amount... But anyway, I wouldn't pay him up front. I right. probably wouldn't even pay him. I'll change that. I wouldn't even pay Yeah, but, that makes sense. But but he assumes he's under surveillance, which means he suspects probably there's a cop watching him. Undercover or something. He's been in his... He's probably known he's probably got a bunch of busts and shit for doing his shit. So that's why he's using a, a gopher. Right. Okay. Well, if he assumes that, he assumes that maybe there's a cop watching him he's not aware of. 
So why would he send a guy ten feet into a store to pick right. up something and no, come back and hand it to him? Yeah, that makes what the sense. hell good. I, that's the stupidest criminal I ever. I heard was of. no, I was worried that you were going to say a criminal wouldn't use a kid. Oh yeah, because that's. But a, I wouldn't pick some kid off the street like that. No, he knows him from the night before. He didn't know him. He met him. He didn't know him at all. He went into his backyard. He had his like wife bandage his leg. So what? It's Eddie's partner in crime. So what? So he knows him. So he knows. All he knows about him is this is kid that's and not a criminal. That if he gets busted, he's going to roll over him in 20 no, seconds. No, he, he has something on him. What? He killed somebody. Who did? They went to his house the night before to get rid of the body. And he was like, oh, screw you. you can get that's rid of another yourself. problem. Why would you bring a kid like that in on something like that? He killed the guy. He, well, he thinks he killed the guy. Who, Corky or what's his name? Corky. Corky thinks he killed the guy. He, they think, he thinks he killed Henry. Right. So he tells his uncle? So Eddie, who has his uncle in the neighborhood, yeah. can help get rid of the body. And Eddie brings Corky. They knock on the door and he's like, what the fuck? And this is where you had said, why would he help them? And I said, yeah, yeah he Why would. would he even take him to his uncle? Why would Eddie take him to his uncle? Yeah. Because he's done crimes with him before. And his murders? Yeah. Well, Eddie hasn't killed anybody, but he runs the the Sunrise Motor in and he's helped him clean up crime scenes. Okay. At the motor in. Okay, that's still kind of dumb, but okay. But still, it's his nephew. But what I keep forgetting the uncle's name. Allie. Allie. But why would Allie hire this kid? Because the other kid that usually does it for him didn't show up. Yeah, that's the, Henry, right? Right. Yeah. He didn't but show up. But why would he hire him? He didn't have 10 other because kids. Because he, he knows him from the night before. He has leverage he, on him. He doesn't know 10 other kids Not that are that, already in the life. He's waiting for Henry to show up. I know, but doesn't this guy, if he's such a criminal and all this shit, been doing this for years, he should have 10 other kids. He could call any of them up say, hey, got a job for you. Not some guy. But he sees he sees Corky. He's like, oh, that's that kid from last night that killed somebody. I don't think that'd be enough to trust him with his fucking enterprise. I just I don't see him as that as being a very smart move, at all. He's not a smart guy. Allie. Well, then he should be in jail. He shouldn't be out. <laughs> Allie. Yeah. He's patterned after the Marty Kessler, who's like the. Guy who was like the wig salesman who clues in Henry Hill to the Lufthansa inside information about the Lufthansa, whatever, storage facility at JFK. Yeah, but that guy's got some sense. He's been on the street, right? Kessler? Yeah. I forget if that's the character's name or the real guy's name. Krugman, I think, is in it. Yeah. But he's aware of who these people are and he's aware of the scene and everything, right? Yeah. Doesn't mean he's he smart. Isn't. No, I understand that. No, Allie is this is this character that he's not a made man. He'll never be a made man. But he, well, made just that only applies to the mafia anyway. He's not even wouldn't even been considered like a, an associate. He's like a hanger on, and he manages the hotel. I understand. And they use him. He's a he's being used like if he's that dumb, how does he manage a hotel? You gotta have some kind of smarts to do that. I just I just don't see it. I just. 
I can't. I've known a ton of criminals. I was one. Yeah. I just can't imagine you by acting like that in a movie. Goodfellas, yeah, it's a movie. I'll rethink it. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, I w- I was rushing through those pages. I no wanted sh- to move it. No shit. <laughs> I, it took a while to get back in the fucking groove. I understand. And at the end of it, it was like I felt really good because. And then I burst that bubble. I th- no. Oh, good. No, I mean, it's I pretty raw. To. Yeah. And I feel like maybe the... Uh, the are, whole, are we recording? Yeah. Good. The whole cue ball... I mean, maybe it's it like all the pieces of that kind of went by too quick. Yeah. I cue ball brings a memory because I knew a person real well named cue ball. Oh, really? He was our principal who used to paddle me on a weekly basis. What, like your high school principal? Junior high. Oh, okay. And he's a big fat guy, Mr. Street. With but a he was head? Cool. Oh, yeah. So naturally he's cue ball. Yeah, that's... A, that's and we a, had another teacher. We called her Scratch because she was gay. She was a lesbian. She oh. lived with a typing teacher. She taught history. And she's always reaching for broad strap to adjust it. So I called her Scratch. <laughs> scratch and cue ball. No, I mean, yeah, that's... that's uh, yeah, that's a common name. I actually looked up uh, on a website with like common biker names, and Cubo popped up, and I was like, "Oh, yeah. that's there was this character in my lo- real life yeah. that I picture actually, but <laughs> but this isn't that guy." And yeah, he's patterned after them, you know, whatever. At some point, I, I hope you'll revisit the names of all these kids because they tend to blend in my mind. There's so, also common names. And I know in real life, people have common names, but I, in fiction, you got to kind of play with that a little bit. The standout characters need to have standout names better that you can picture clear. Like Corky. Corky's better than Jack. Right. Well, no, Jack would have been fine if your name wouldn't have been Jack. Right. But that's fucked. Well, I like Corky better because it... Corky's kind of an innocent name, too. It's like, leave it to be. Well, different people call him different... Differently, mm-hmm. and like his mom, called, I think it, and it just kind of flowed naturally. Yeah. Sometimes she she calls him Cork. Sometimes she says Corky. And when she's mad, it's Corker and James. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that, but I I edited the, the Bobby the scene where Bobby shows up and he's like ragging on, him, calling him a pothead and whatever, and when he says I'm Corky. He says, well, See, fuck, Bobby's another name just disappears. It's too he, common. He says, what What kind of fucking name is that? And there's a little yeah, thing there. I remember that. I yeah, c- that was good. Oh, you want... I thought that was a revision I didn't tell anybody about. Oh. No, I saw that. Where and I kind of wondered why he'd say... No, but he, I guess Corky would well, be I added on to it where he says, it's Irish. Yeah, right. And it's... it's and he's like... And he's like... What do you mean it's Irish? And then he goes, he says something like, oh, well, it's Gaelic for whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, professor. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. I'm not fucking interested. That is the end of part one. Lesson Jack on writing protagonists and antagonists.